Welcome to the Your Money Hour podcast. I am your host, Dakota Grady. And today I have a guest, Sean Thompson of Logo My Logo, a premier promotional product company in Nashville, Tennessee. And I want to say welcome to the show, Sean. Thanks, Dakota. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. So I met Sean about two years ago. He spoke at a church in Nashville, talking about his business and things that people could do to get started. So today, we're talking about things that he started with his business and how he got to where he is today. His business has been actually been a business for nine years now. So without further ado, let people know about who you are and about your business, Sean. Yeah, thank you again, Dakota. I appreciate you having us on the show today and uh, looking forward to what we'll share. A uh, little bit about me. I'm originally from Pensacola, Florida, born and raised. I've been in Nashville for a little over 20 plus years. Uh, I went to Tennessee State University. We talked about this earlier, but I was on a football scholarship at Tennessee State, played football there. Uh, won the championship my senior year. Woo-hoo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> the Big Blue Tigers of TSU, so did that there, was the team captain. Uh, and I finished Tennessee State with a degree in, a Bachelor's of Business Administration degree with my concentration in marketing. And I started working for an advertising specialties company very similar to mine right out of college. So I graduated in uh, December of 99, started working with that company in uh, December 98. I started working with that company in January of 99. I worked there for 12 years. And so when I left there, I was the vice president of sales and marketing there. And I started my own immediately following. And I started Logo My Logos back in in September of 2011. So again, this this month we are celebrating nine years in business. So it has been uh, a, a roller coaster, but a lot of fun as well. Uh, a little bit about the company. We are a promotional products company. So again, we're based here in Nashville, but we offer roughly about 900,000 different products. So imprinted cups, pens, shirts, calendars, clocks, watches, just a number of things to help our customers promote and market themselves. And so that's what we do. We, we There's about three areas that we focus on in our customer base. Uh, the first being our colleges and universities, our schools, because they are the number one consumer of promotion products. Uh, Dakota, we're roughly a $21 billion industry. Out of that $21 billion, the schools, colleges, and universities are the ones who are the largest consumer of promotional products. So we spend a lot of time in that space. Uh, the second is our nonprofits and our faith base. And then our third is our corporations that we spend time on. So um, that's who we are as a company. That's kind of how we got here. So I hope that was a decent introduction. Wow. So wow. nine years of promotion products. So you say you were the VP of sales, right? Or marketing, excuse me, for the other company. Right. What did you learn to help you create your company? Yeah, so I think one thing that's valuable, Dakota, is I was fortunate and I would encourage your listeners to um, also learn on somebody else's dime. And that's what I did. And so the 12 years that I was there, I was a sponge. And any and everything that I could learn, I did. And when I think about when I got there, I was a kid, just recently graduated from college, didn't know much about the business world. Didn't know much about entrepreneurship, relationships, networking, all those things I had to learn. And so I was a sponge. And what was neat is that as a salesperson, I was working with a lot of other business owners. And and 
what's funny is sometimes even just your question makes me think back on that time in life. But I'll never forget, I went to go visit one of my customers who was, I had the great fortune of working with one of the McDonald's franchises. And so this gentleman owned the McDonald's and I was there working on an order. He was gonna do some shirts for his employees. So, you know, decent order. Uh, it was just the fact that I could now taunt that, you know, McDonald's was a customer. That was kind of impressive. So he was working on, a, we were working on an order together and he said, Sean, you know, you smart enough to do this on your own. And if you have not considered that, then you are behind the eight ball. And I had so much respect for him and who he was or who he is that I really took that into to heart. And it's one of those things that's probably, you know, 15 to 20 things that pushed me into entrepreneurship. But that's one of the conversations that I had from a person that I value, a person who was, again, a franchisee owner who was, uh, at the time, they were the largest um, producer in the Southeast. I mean, they, they, it was just amazing. And so to have someone like that speak into my life was one of those things that helped me just kind of branch out. So what I learned from working for another company is that I was smart enough to do it on my own, that I had enough connection and I knew enough people that I'd be okay, that the business would thrive and I could be successful um, and that people needed my product. And so I provided a service for them in a space that they were unfamiliar with. Again, we help people tell their story. And so if they're having challenges telling their story, we find and identify a promotional product that helps them do that in a way that's palatable, that's the thing that helps them be successful. And so as a company, that's who we wanted to be. That's who we are as a company. And I learned that again on somebody else's dime working for another organization. I think that's what I do as well in terms of learning from other people, learning on someone else's dime per se, being an employee. And I think that helped me gain the skills with my business too, with with accounting, because I, I went to school for accounting. But I, like you said, I mean, if somebody can do that, it's like, well, if they can do it, I can too. But having somebody else tell you that gives you more encouragement because they believe in you, but you may not even believe in yourself. Correct. So Correct. you said that's one of the maybe 15 things on your list that helped you become an entrepreneur. Talk about that. What other things encourage you to step out of the boat and do your own thing? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is that I know I'm smart enough. Um, and and I'm not the, I am not the most intelligent. <laughs> I can say that about me, nobody else can. But I am not the most intelligent. Um, but what I do have is great relationship skills. And I do have, this one thing, Dakota, that we very rarely talk about, I do have favor. Um, all my life, God has blessed me uniquely to be in good spots, in good places. And he's always watched out for me. He's always protected me. And so <clears throat> I had a lot going into this role that I didn't even know I had. But now that I'm in it, I can sit back and be like, okay, 
you know, it's funny because some people say God watches watch, watches out for fools and babies, and I'm too old to be a baby, so I guess I got to be the latter. And so, but He watches out for us. And so I just knew that I was smart enough. I knew that there was a need in the marketplace for what I provided. And one of the things that I think always separates us from others in our industry is that we have a powerful story. And one of the things that I wanted to be able to say about me as a person and then us as a company is that we took good care of our customers. And our stories help us connect. Our stories, what happens in one industry may transcend and may be beneficial in another industry. Um, and, and one of the things that I always wanted to be able to say about us as a company too is that we were a global supplier. And so that's one of the things that I worked really hard on to help us get to that, that point. And so now, Dakota, we do have customers outside the continental USA that we serve. Um, but to, to launch, um, there's a couple of things. I think I did a podcast recently and there was one point that I, that I shared there that I think could be valuable here is, you know, I don't know if there are three words that symbol in the English language more powerful than the fact that thoughts become things. And so now I'm nine years into a, a thing that once was a thought. And so it sometimes blows my mind because what I do every day was thoughts on paper. Who I serve now were thoughts on paper. Who I who we take care of now, they were thoughts on paper. And so now that we live in the thoughts, nine years we've been living in thoughts, those thoughts have now become things. And so for your listeners who are interested or even considering jumping out, venturing out into entrepreneurship, I just want to encourage them in the sense that your thoughts in essence can become things. And your thoughts, they, they become things because you put a plan in place. Uh, I think that's the first thing, you, you plan whatever it is that you're looking to do, you plan it. This is why you need a business plan. This is why even, uh, there's an old adage that if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Even in scripture, it talks about uh, right vision, make it plain. All that is, is a plan. Um, so a good plan will work if you work the plan. <laughs> so so if you're gonna venture out, if, that's, if entrepreneurship is something you're interested in doing, then develop a strong plan. Then work your plan and you'll start seeing things connect to you. One of the things is me as a business owner, I knew I was headed in the right direction, Dakota, because I was I was a little a lot concerned. But day six in business, I'll never forget. Day six in business, I was still contemplating whether or not I I made the right move. I kind of had a little bias remorse for a second, you know, just being totally transparent. I was like, Am I supposed to be doing this? And is this is this the right time? This was 2011, so we were just coming out of a recession. So is this the right time to do this? And so day six in business, I never forget. I got an order for twenty six thousand um, dollars, and it was that one stamp that I needed to let me know that I was headed in the right direction. I always believe that early victories help you be successful. So early on in your business, if you can set yourself up for early victories, because what happens is, what happens is, if you get bumped or knocked down, you you take a few steps back. But if you can figure out a way to get early victories early on, all that is is momentum. It reminds me of one of my football coaches. Uh, we were having a bad season and we kept losing game after game after game. And he would say, if we can ever get the snowball going, which means if we can ever get one play to pick 
one flake to pick up another flake to pick up another flake and we can never get this thing to roll we can never get this snowball in motion we can gain some momentum and so it's it's one of those adages that i've always taken i just believe early on in your business if you can figure out a way to get early victories those are great indications that you're headed in the right direction. And so that's what we were able to, to see. And that's that's one of the things that kind of helped us be successful early on. I like the part that you said about our thoughts become things. I remember the story you told. You said that you knew or you saw the, the place you were going to have your, your location. I think perimeter, right? Over there, right? Yes. And that's where you are today, right? Yes, correct. So our minds are so powerful. And for me, the challenge is um, staying positive consistently. That's my struggle, consistently staying positive. I have to tell myself, because when I'm not, when I'm putting in the work and I don't see the results, it's like, because I believe in Jesus too. I'm a, I'm a, a believer, like, is this going to work? That's the hardest part. I believe the faith part is like the hardest part because it's like, you can't see it. I wish you could see it. I can't see it. Right. I'm pushing. I'm right. slipping. I'm doing my best. I'm that's that's why they call it faith, Dakota, because you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, talk about that faith part because, I mean, talk about that part because you got to have faith. Because if you don't have faith, it's like it's, it's persistence. In other words, you believe something's going to happen. If you didn't, you wouldn't persist, right? Right, Dakota. I think. All faith is, is you believing in something before you can physically either see it or touch it. And if you don't believe in you, it's very difficult to get somebody else to believe in you. If you don't believe in you, how can you get potential customers to believe in you? And I think that's where faith is. So faith, if if you ever, faith is kind of like um, working out and you can build up your faith just like you can build up your muscles. Mm-hmm. If you if you wanted a firmer chest, you you need to do push-ups. And the more you do push-ups, the firmer your chest will be, the more push-ups you can do. It's the same thing in your business. It's the same thing in your faith. Your faith. The more you do faith exercises, the more you do things that stretches your faith, the stronger your faith will become. And so if you want anything to stretch your faith, I'm, let me guarantee you, stre- nothing stretches your faith like entrepreneurship. <laughs> nothing. I mean, you know, if I could go through and just relive moments in life where my faith had wavered and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, what were you stressing about? Like, I got you. So I knew I was headed in the right direction. I mean, there were times, you know, being totally transparent, Dakota, there were times that I was like, okay, I got to make payroll. I don't know how I'm going to make payroll. You know, in nine years, there's never been a time that I have not made payroll. Now, if you would have asked me the day before or two days before how I was going to make it, I don't know. But somehow, someone, I know somehow, God always worked it out that I've always made payroll. Um, when I was, there was times where I, you know, there were orders that were major and massive. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. And those were ex- exercises of faith. And every time God has always worked it out such that those things end up happening positively for our business. There were times that things didn't work out the way that I would have wanted them to work out if I was in control, but they still worked out. And this is the thing I think, you, you know, you have to ask yourself, um, are you going to die? <laughs> because if you're not going to die, 
um, it's worth venturing out. It's worth trying. It's worth attempting. If death is not the result from you not succeeding, then go ahead and do it. Because if you're going to bump your knee, hit your head, whatever, you can dust yourself off and you can bounce back up from that. So if death is not the ultimate um, the, of, of your of your demise, or you, if you're not gonna, if it's not gonna ultimately end in your death, you got another day to get it right. And so I think as entrepreneurs, each day that we are alive, it's another day to get it right. We didn't do something well last week, last year, last quarter, last sales goal, whatever the case may be. If you did not get it right that time, life says that because you're here, it's your opportunity to get it right this time. And I think those are acts of faith. The, the, our faith says, let me continue down this path. Let me need to continue to work this plan, this thing that I believe that I am purpose and I am destined to do. Let me, to, let me continue to work this plan. And, and if I work it, good things will happen. But you got to keep working your plan. And that's, I think that's where faith comes in. Well, having a plan, having a great mindset, positive mindset, putting in the work. Talk about the work ethic. What kind of work ethic do you do consistently in your business to get where you are today? Yeah, so I think there's no substitute for hard work. I think there's no substitute. There is, there is, there is no substitute for hard work. Um, yeah, I just, I just know that I may, and, and again, let me go back to football. I'm gonna come right back to business. I had a coach once that told me. And it was kind of a slap in the face, but but it was it was part truth. And I, this is how I've been been able to live a big portion of my life. He said, "Sean, I'll be honest with you, man. You are not the most talented." And he said, "You're not the most flexible, um, but you try hard. And because you try hard, is why you are a starter on this football team." Is what one of my coaches told me in an offensive meeting with other offensive linemen. And so I, at, when I initially heard it, I thought that could be a slap in the face. But what I've learned from that statement is, if you try hard, you don't have to be the strongest. You don't have to be the fastest. You don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be all these things that you think an entrepreneur is supposed to be. You can make up for those things if you put in the hard, if you put in the work ethic. And hard work always pays off. But, but I wanna just encourage you to work hard at the things that work. So work working hard at the working hard at things that don't work will never make them work. So if you if you if we're in a if we're in the car, I'm from Florida. We're in the car and we get on the interstate. We decide we're gonna go 65 north, headed to Florida, <laughs> and we realize we're going the wrong way. And we drive decide we're gonna drive faster. Well, driving faster does not work. You gotta <laughs> turn around, head 65 south to go back to the way you're supposed to be going. That works. And when you work on things in your business that works, then success is bound to happen. The things that do not make sense, the things that don't work in your business and do not work in your life, you gotta stop working on those things and focus on the things that help you be the most successful. And so for me, the things that helped us be successful is working. I mean, I've always had a decent work ethic. I knew my business is relationship oriented. It's why I'm on the phone. It's why I make calls still. It's why we connect with individuals and companies. And we get, we, you know, we have a unique customer base and couldn't have imagined. Think about, man, I've worked with McDonald's before. I've worked with 
Cracker Barrel before. I've worked with Dollar General before. I have customers outside the continental USA. I work with colleges and universities literally across the country. Um, Dillard, Temple, Duke, Tennessee State, Kentucky State. I mean, in this is it's because we put in the work. It's not because we're the smartest. It's not because we have great connections. I believe God favors us is number one. And the number two, we put in the work. And so that's how a strong worth ethic has helped us be successful for nine years. In the book of Nehemiah, <laughs> talked about basically, Pastor did a scripture uh, study on it. He said, define a problem first. Diligently see God and do the work. So if you have a plan and it's going to execute, it executes and God shows up and doing the right things, more likely it's going to work, right? You agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You you just, success, six, couple things. Number one, success leaves clues. So if you want to be successful at anything, there is a book. It's a podcast like this, like the, you, the content that you are putting out that talks to business owners, entrepreneurs, individuals who have done what it is that your listeners are attempting to do. It leaves clues. And if you can go and uncover those clues, apply them to your life, then you can also be successful. And so it's going back to what, you, what you're talking about, that scripture. I mean, it's, yeah, there are things out there to help you be successful. If you can go and find those things and apply them, then good things are bound to happen for you. True, true. So before we close, one last question. What is one of the things that, one challenge that you face that you could tell somebody else, say, this is one thing that challenged me by learning from it. The most difficult thing that you had in your business so far, but you learned from it though. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a thousand. <laughs> um, let me let me tell you the thing that I think is important to your listeners is that hurdles are meant for jumping. Whenever you experience a hurdle in your business, just like if you were on a um, running track and field, you you get to this hurdle in order to jump over it. That's the intent of a hurdle. So you think the hurdle was there to block you, stop you, impede you from progress, to mean, to say, let me go back and go work for somebody else. No, hurdles are meant for you to jump over. And so if you can just continue to find ways to jump over these things in your life and in your business and in your entrepreneurial journey that could have potentially stopped you from being successful, if you can jump over these things, if you can find a way to keep going and keep progressing, good things are bound to happen. It's all you, all you're doing is progressing. And so what happens is you get to you get to the end of the thing that you started, and there's success at the end. So for me, there's a there's a number of things, but I think each one, I, my my thought process is how do we get over it? How do we get to the next thing? Probably one of the, the most detrimental things in my business is one time I had a customer had about a $14,000 order, Dakota, and they were not willing to pay for the order. And I had all this money out, and I don't know about you or other businesses, but $14,000 could have been detrimental to my business. And so they didn't want to, they didn't want to, they did not want to pay for the order. And I knew that if I sued my customer, they'd never be a customer again. <laughs> so that was one thought process. But I was like, but if I, if I also sue them, I get my money back. So that's the second thought process. 
But I got I got settled and uh, I was working my business and working my plan. And we found a way to kind of make up some of the deficit by missing that order and having that money out. So much so to the point that that same customer came back to us almost a year later and purchased those same items that we had on the warehouse where they did not want to purchase them from us initially. Um, they, they went ahead and they placed that order. And so one of the things that I know to be true is that if I would have cried and, and uh, <laughs> thrown in the towel and, you know, did the whole woe is me, I just would not have been successful. I wouldn't be here to tell you about how you can overcome things that should have ordinarily taken you out. But if you can continue to jump over hurdles and remember, I think you remember this pencil. If you can remember this principle that hurdles in essence are meant for you to jump over. And if you jump over them, I think good things are bound to happen. Awesome, I like that, I like that. Hurdles are meant to be jumped over. So Sean, before we close, how can people find out about your website, about your social, so they can connect with you online? Yeah, thank you. Dakota, let me just say before I give my contact, let me just acknowledge and value what you do here in this space. I think it is extremely important. And I think the content that you provide for your listeners is amazing. And most people would pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get what you're giving to them for free, to, to be able to pull on the brain and ask questions to entrepreneurs, I just think it's valuable. So I just want to say kudos to you for what you're doing here in this space. Thank you. And I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for your listeners, um, I would love to connect with you. There's a couple ways to connect with us. You can visit our website. It's uh, www.2logomylogo.com. You can go out there and um, connect with us there. Um, we also are on social media. So we're on Facebook and Instagram. It's the same handle, Logo My Logo. So connect with us on uh, Facebook, connect with us on Instagram. We're there. And then, of course, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm also there under Sean Thompson. So anything that I can do to help you, if you want to promote and market your business, we can help you that way. If you have questions about your entrepreneurial journey, you think I can help you that way. However it is that I can assist you because you are connected to Dakota, I am happy to do that for you. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, Sean. Again, this is the Your Money Art Podcast. Connect with Sean's business online at 2logomylogo.com. Correct, Sean? That's correct. I just slow down on that That's one. Correct. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thanks again. Welcome.